This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey podcast fam, welcome to Hanging For More. It's your host Yasmina. And I'm Maggie. Hanging For More is here to bring you endless laughter and honest conversations. Just remember, if you're loving the podcast, to hit follow and leave us a review as this helps out so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey guys, welcome back. How are you, Yes? I'm good. How are you feeling? Good? Yeah. I mean, look, I've got my period. I'm feeling like <laughs> shit, if I'm honest. But it just TMI. Means... Shut the fuck up. TMI. But I'm good. No, I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm excited to get into this episode. I wanted to talk about childhood. Yes. Childhood. Yes, childhood. I feel like when I met um, Maggie, it was so funny because like then I met her like siblings and her mom and her dad and like everyone in her family. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Fuck you, all right? (laughs) (laughs) But like I met her family and I was like, it all makes sense. Like, they were all cooked. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. like, ah, yep, got it. <laughs> no, I met your family and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like you guys are all so connected and so intertwined, such genuine people. And I'm like, that's where Thanks. she came yes. from. You know, like yeah. I, your sister, your brother, like you guys yeah, are all, awesome. even your mum, like such amazing, genuine people. And I'm like, Thanks. oh, that makes sense. I remember yeah. you, you even came on the holiday with us when my mum was yeah, that's had right. Come. Was that the so, first time you met her? No, I'd met her. Oh, yeah, you met her. I'd met her a couple times before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, before we went overseas. But yeah. that's that's one way to get real personal with someone's gone that's holiday for with sure. them. Literally, that was that was really good. Um, about childhoods, I remember when I was studying psychology, everything went back to everyone's childhood. So, like for those who don't know, I studied psychology for a good three to six months. I think it was. I'm not too sure. And then I figured out it wasn't for me. But while I was studying it, I just remember them teaching us like literally everything goes back to your childhood and it really made me reevaluate my childhood and, and even other people's like my friends and stuff and see how like everything really does connect down. To, it does make you who you That's are. That's why everyone's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like it really does connect. But then at what stage do you <clears throat> at what stage do you stop blaming your childhood for the decisions that you start making? Like I know like especially some men, they grow up with like an abusive father in the in the house, and then they they then mimic those exact behaviors and go, "Well, my dad did that, so like or like, you know what I mean?" Yeah. Well, I think it's easier to be that way than this to change because yeah, the hardest thing true. we know is for anyone to change the way they are. It's 100%. the hardest thing to do, no matter yeah. how good or how bad. Like it's always the hardest thing. So. There was there was a study done on two twins, like one set of twins, and both grew up in the same household, both. Um, same treated the same way got the same things in life but one turned out to be um amazing her life was going so great she I think she was like a turned into like a lawyer or something I'm not too sure but it was really successful and the other one kind of went off the rails was on drugs in and out of psych ward and stuff like that and they were studying that case in psychology about how like nature versus nurture have you heard of nature versus nurture how like um nurture is like your genetics or nature, one of them. I'm confused. I'm not a psychologist, but one of them is like, <laughs> don't take her advice. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them is like your genetics and like the, the literal blood that you have in you and yeah. how like that does get passed down. Like they yes. say, even like your great grandmother's. Yeah, like while you're in the womb of yeah. your great. Her like, cells are in yeah, your that's blood. Right. Yeah, that's what thing. I mean. To say, yeah. So like it, it realistically, you will inherit a lot of characteristics. You'll notice even with kids. You'll notice your kid does something yeah, and you're and like, he does, wow. I want to give him back to his dad because I'm like, nah, not I'm happening. Like, like, I'm like, wow, you really yeah. are your mother's daughter, yeah. <laughs> like to my daughter. But seeing that and seeing how like nature versus nurture plays such a big part, 
it's like at what stage do you start count, taking accountability for who you are? Like, do you know some people, like, they're like at 18, you should know who well, you are. Well, I don't are think like, that you can put a time, like an age. Yeah. Be like, oh, when you're 18, you need to be fucking normal now. Um, I think it just, it's something that you, that I, as soon as you're old enough to be aware, I guess, like some people obviously are a little bit more aware younger or even older. Like for me, I mean, I don't and know. And some people are spoken to, like still connected with their parents and are still spoken to by their parents, even as adults, like talk down to, talk down upon and like Slap you can't. Yes. <laughs> so what do you say, bitch? <laughs> so you're, you you've got a different to? relationship. Some yeah. people like their parents' word is everything. Like it doesn't yeah. matter how much they've amounted to in life. It, it doesn't. Yeah, well, I think that's also a respect thing too. Like, yeah. And probably because they felt like they owe them that because they've made them feel that way. So. Yeah. Like I know so many people in relationships where it's like he's a mummy's boy and like anything the mum says like goes and that's ruined so many relationships because people don't differentiate. Did you see that video I did on Instagram? Did I don't know whether you saw it. It's so bad. My foundation is like orange in the video and it went viral on TikTok. And I'm like, no. of all the videos, <laughs> like fuck my life. No. But it was this concept that I read about in psychology about mama's boys and it was so interesting because it was like in the family dynamic, in a normal family dynamic, like normal to as in science, science scientifically yeah, yeah. normal yeah. would be a mum, a dad, the child, yeah, or children, whatever it may be, yeah. In that dynamic, the dad provides for the mum financially, emotionally, physically, all these ways that she needs. So often these mothers don't get that that from their husbands and they start to depend on on their son. And I'm not talking about obviously sexually, no, I'm not talking about incest. I'm talking yeah. about like emotionally. Yeah. So they rely on them emotionally, they might rely on them uh yeah, financially. Because they're not getting it from exactly, them, so they not get getting it from, it from the husband. Else. Yeah. So they start relying on them for that. And what happens is this this kid goes off and gets married or gets in a relationship. He's straying away from his mum because now he's giving his all, all of this is giving it to his current partner. And what happens is the mum then goes, oh, I hate her. She's taken my son away from me. Yeah, that's all, yeah. all too common. I've experienced that. That's She's all taken too him common. away from me. She's yeah. evil. She's this. But it's like maybe you're just genuinely re- reliant on your son as your husband yeah. when he's actually not. Any healthy relationship, when your partner, when your son gets married, you're like, I'm so happy for them. Like, I hope that, that that this person treats them the way they deserve, you know. And you don't even think of like I'm adopting, a, I'm getting a daughter. It's just more like I hope you're creating your own family now. Yeah, that's and right. one day might create a family together, but you two together are a family now. I'm so happy for you. That's a normal way of – so when that happens the other way around and I hear it so much about mother-in-laws on confessions on Instagram – like I do the confessions box and people are like, my mother-in-law's so evil. Always, I yeah. always spike her drinks. <laughs> I put too much salt in her coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. But looking at it from that perspective is a great way to understand your mother-in-law if you do have one, like, and even that relationship between the son and the mum as well. I can't attest to like the son being attached to the mum, but it could just genuinely be like out of habit that he's looked out for her. He's been everything to her. You know, she, she, he's been her protector for so long that it's hard to just let go. And obviously it's your mum. You're always going to love her. That's so normal. Yeah, and especially if there's been a yeah. situation in the family where there's been, you know, say domestic violence because I yeah. know even with that, like Definitely. The, the son would naturally be more protective of the mum and feel as though 100%. he has to be the protector because, yeah. you know, the father's not, 100%. You know, 
And I think like you can still be a mama's boy and still be a great husband. Oh, 100%. You don't have to. There's not one or the other, but there's an I extent. I think when you say hey, that, mummy's boy. What people, line is people, it mummy's boy, like toxic mummy's boy? Like what's the what's the what, what's the line? Like what can we compare it to? I don't know. Like one girl goes, oh, her in-laws had like the mother-in-law said, oh, I need money. And when the husband said, said no, that? like the the mum of yeah. the her mother-in-law said, I need money to the son and I need oh. it now. And oh. he discussed it with her and she said no. Yeah. She's like, we can't afford it right now. We're gonna have nothing left. And he gave it to her anyway. Like, that's toxic. That's when, like, bro, go marry your mum. Go back home, bro. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's where we're go different because I'd be like, well, what does she need it for? If it's to fucking go and gamble or to go and get Botox, bitch, like, no. But if she's dying on the street, come live with me. What else could she need it for? Yeah, but if she's saying, getting for medical treatments, fair enough. Like, dude, I'd give my left leg <laughs> for you. But, dude, yeah. at least give us – obviously it wasn't a, a, a reasonable excuse for her to be bitching about it on confessions. Yeah. But so many sons will just do whatever, like, blindly, yeah, lean well, blindly. yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess it's a soft spot. I guess spot. that's not just mummy's boys. I mean, that's just probably a lot of what kids would do for their parents too. I mean, you're always going to have a soft spot for them. No, I get a soft spot, yeah. but there comes like a time and a place. Yeah, fair enough. For certain things, yeah. like there's a line. That's where we're different. I mean, I don't know. You don't think there's a line for your there parents? There is a line, but I think it depends on what it is. Like it's like there's no just fucking like it's not just black and white, yes. Like I think it's We've been white. through this in so many different <laughs> topics. I'm like, not Shut straightforward. Mama's what about boy. daddy? What about daddy issues? Daddy's girl. Daddy's, yeah. Or oh, daddy issues in general. Daddy like issues, women daddy's with daddy girl, issues. Whatever. Same, like. Do you think it's true? Do you think there is such a thing as daddy issues? 100 fucking percent. Why? What do you mean why? I mean, did da- like, I think, well, for one, like, you know, they say your, a daughter marries her father. Oh. Do like you though? 100%. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that but I've learned for me personally, like is, you know, wow. let's just say, you know, the men that I've dated or, or whatever, a lot of their characteristics have been just like what my father was or wow. I put up with a lot because that's what I saw from my dad. So Wow, that's deep. Yeah, it is deep. And, you know, the one person, you know, that they say is supposed to be your protector, yeah. you know, when they're not – um, it plays an impact with the you judgment up. that Big you time. make. Yeah, yeah, correct, 100%. So, and I That's see it all true. the time. I mean, obviously, you know, having a hairdressing salon and working in the industry for so many years, you, you hear so oh, many yeah. stories. Oh, the way. And it's crazy Tell to us. me because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what did Karen from down yeah. the road say? No, I'm um, joking. But you hear the same stories and it's like, wow, it is true. Like so many women will say, you know, my father was this way or that way and it's impacted me in my relationships later on in my life or even just Do you just think if you met a guy and his dad was really fucked up, do you think it'd, it'd be like it'd ring a bit of alarm bells? Oh, one, for me now, yeah. the, you know, where I'm the at now, you? 100%. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. Wow. But, you know, back then when I hadn't done a lot of the self-love and, you know, healing, I wouldn't have seen it as a red flag or I wouldn't have, I would just would have been like, oh, that's normal because yeah. that's the household that I was brought up in yeah, yeah, you know so yeah that's new. that I recognize that yeah you know? so I think daddy issues is fucking real 100% but you know you said like people marry their dad like 100% uh, Billy's nothing like my dad they're so different yeah but again that you but you had a different upbringing true with your dad so you didn't have yeah you know what somebody else has yeah so yeah. I think that is 100% like I grew up I grew up like my dad was always around amazing good person incredible but he wasn't very affectionate and like I love him to bits. He's incredible. Oh, but I, I think that's also a cultural thing with yeah, us too. Yeah, because it's cultural. I, I remember all the wogs are like, like, did you ever get a hug? <laughs> no, Not even a pat on the back. No, like literally. The fuck? Yeah, like, it's true. Nothing. I remember one time um 
I was in my room and I was studying. Like this is going to sound fucking horrible, but it's fucking true. I was, but all the wogs were yeah, like, literally. God. Yeah, and I was in my room and I was studying, and I'll never ever forget it. Like, <laughs> laugh. It's funny. It's so not fucking. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm in my room studying. I'll never forget it. My dad opened up the bedroom door, and I was in primary school, so I don't know. I would have been say grade five or six. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Um, and um, he opened the door, and I was just there doing my homework on the floor. And I remember he looked at me and he opened the door. <laughs> And I'm laughing now because it's funny because I'm just envisaging his face. He was already laughing as he fucking opened the door and he just looked at me and said, what are you doing? Like, And I said, my homework. And he fucking laughed like as if I just told him a joke. And he was like, you, nothing's going to come out of you. He's like, look, look, she's doing her homework. Like it was a fucking joke. And he shut the door and... I literally just got so angry yeah. and I literally remember just – It impacts I was, you. Yeah, I was doing my homework and I literally – my eyes watered and I just started crying and I couldn't even see oh. what I was doing anymore because my eyes were just so filled yeah. with tears. And I, I was like, like we all have- you know what, motherfucker? I am going to be nothing and I am going to do nothing. Like that was my mindset <laughs> yeah. for a long time because I was like, I'm going to fucking prove him right. So, yeah. you know, like I definitely think daddy issues is A hundred percent. But I think also like growing up caught, like walk, yeah, man, yeah, there's some different. traumas that like, you know, if I meet someone that doesn't have trauma, yeah. like I'm like, I don't know, man, you're red flag, man. Like I can't be friends <laughs> with you. Well, but like just the way. But like, I, I remember I, my mum in like year 10, she'll deny this to this day, I guarantee you, in year 10, was like to me, I was like, oh, man, it's so hard in school, yada, yada. I said, I was complaining about it. She goes, so drop out. I said, huh? <laughs> Most, all my friends had parents that were like, you better stay in school. Yeah, I'll help you with your homework. Never let me, Mom was yeah. like, drop out. I was like, sorry? She's like, well, you're obviously not going to amount to nothing. Like, don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, you clearly know you're not yeah. going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Do you, I love how yeah. they, this game <laughs> is doctor, lawyer, or it's you're li- nothing. <laughs> like, it's there's no success. No, there's, there's just none. doctor, lawyer, or nothing. That's it, yeah. and, I'm, and, like, you know how they, like, compare you to your cousins? Oh, but look at, you know, Sally from yeah, down the road. Look what your it's cousin Sally's doing. The way. But I don't care what Sally's doing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. But it's true. It does play an impact. But it does. Specifically... Daddy issues, though, I feel like also dictates, especially for the guy, how they treat their woman, and they can go one way or another. Yeah, like again, they I could think go the polar opposite to what well, their father's true, like, actually. or that's be true. exactly like 100%. their father. But I think that's the difference: is they recognize it and they choose. They don't want. Why to does be... it impact women more than men? Daddy issues. Well, how do you know it impacts women more than men? I feel like it does. But that's how do you have know? you ever met a guy and you're like, you got daddy issues, man? No, not well. <laughs> I met so many uh, girls where I'm like, man, you haven't been loved. Well, men don't really talk as openly as women do, though. No, too. that's true. So, and I feel like, you know, what guy is going to come up to us or even, I mean, no, I've got like, a lot say, of male friends. Say, like, a but, relationship and like you, they've, they've broken down about things. Don't you like, I've never heard a guy, but then again, I don't know yeah, anyone but, with see, daddy issues. I've got issues. a lot of male friends and they probably do have or have had male uh, daddy issues, but. It's Do you feel like their mum being in their corner is way more important? That's why it's not as much of an issue. Whereas yeah, for like us, I know so many male, like I have so many male friends, and yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like that is definitely probably the case. It's not something that we've you know ever spoken about. So I feel like there probably is guys out there that have a lot of that issue, especially in in homes where like the parents are separated and yeah. the child may live with their dad. Yeah. Or you may have been brought up with your father, not your mum, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent. I think that both male and female would have daddy issues yeah I remember I remember um on my wedding day I like you know hugged my dad like I you know do you know the side (laughs) you know the one arm on the shoulder and you're like "Eh." and like afterwards like Billy was like 
no joke, like big massive hugs to his parents. I was looking at him like, you're so weird. <laughs> but like now he I look back and I'm to. like, what the fuck? And now as an adult, like I give my dad full big hugs. But when I was younger, that affection yeah, was, it, was, it just hugs. didn't come. Nat- no, we don't even hug. Wait, me do you remember we, the we're time the at your house when yeah. <laughs> we, I was about I to leave I and you came? Her, and yeah. she was like, what the I fuck? I stood back and I looked at you like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you I was like, I'm turning a new leaf. I'm a hugger now. But like it's interesting because it does play a part because now naturally I feel as if I'm not affectionate. And think back to yourselves as well if you are listening. If you're not a naturally affectionate person, think back to whether you were hugged and told I love you as a child. Or if you did, how often? Like apparently naturally, I don't know the exact statistic, but you're supposed to be like hugged and and told I love you like a certain amount of times for you to like really ingest it as a child like now oh, I tell really? my kids okay. every day yeah I kiss do that them too. and hug them every day it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter what they've done I'm constantly saying it and that's a boundary I had to break being a mum now too I don't like being touched but man these kids do so I'm constantly having to break that boundary down that wall and uh, and I think that, that applies to like as we said before like to yourself like self-love uh, even just for yourself like telling yourself that you know you are loved, that you love yourself. Speaking of daddy issues, you yeah. have to hear this. I read it on um, – I was on Reddit yeah. because, like, now that we have these podcasts, I'm, like, just surfing things and I'm, like, man, I just want to, like, look into daddy issues and whether it's actually a thing and, like, if there's any funny stories, you got to hear this. It's so – just brace yourself, guys, and I'm sorry. This is very trigger warning, incest, gross, oh, but just God. listen – I'm I'm saying it's funny because it's entertaining, but like it's not actually funny, but it's just really wired up. Okay. I had sex with my dad. What? I wasn't and still am not in a good place mentally. My dad was out of my life since I was a kid, mostly because my mum got custody of me and he didn't have any visitation rights. When I was 18, I got to meet him and I kept feeling weird about it. My mum always told me that he was a pretty bad person, irresponsible, etc. We usually met with my mum around, but my mum later moved to a different part of the country. I've been moved, I've later, I've been having mental health issues, mostly because I was in a very abusive relationship at the time. And I met my dad with a few, a few times on my own because I just felt super lonely and needed company. He was actually a pretty supportive person. And we just, we just spent time talking and going places for fun. And he didn't seem as bad of a person as my mum always told me he was. He really started getting involved in my life after I tried to commit suicide. Wow. Trigger warning. I probably should have said that prior. I he just was got super Yeah. He was super worried and at the time I pushed my mum away because I got back with my abusive ex. I had no other friends and it was a really toxic situation. I don't know why or how, but I kept finding him attractive and I don't want to go into detail of it because it makes me super uncomfortable. But basically he was trying to be a dad because he's been out of my life for so long and I somehow got it twisted and we end up having sex when all he was doing was trying to help me with the fact that I was suffering a lot. Needless to say, it destroyed what little relationship we had (sighs) for the first in the first place. And to this day, I hate myself for it. After we did that once, we did it a few more times, but it was the worst thing I could have done with him. It's even worse than having your father out of your life because at least you don't have to blame yourself for it. Having your own father in your life but having him not want to see you again because of what happened, because of something you did is what hurts. You look at everyone else who still talks or has a good relationship with their father and hate yourself that you ruined everything. 
You could have had that, but you ruined it. Hey guys, make sure you subscribe to our Hanging For More podcast and follow us on our socials, Hanging For More, for all the updated information and new podcast releases. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Do you know what I feel sad about? That's that really, she blames really herself. Sad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's Do you know, really um, sad. Have you ever heard of that Stockholm syndrome where like an abductor takes someone and then they keep them for such a long time that that someone then thinks like they're the like the the, the kidnapper is now there. Yeah, like been their so love. Many, yes, yeah, it's yeah. called Stockholm syndrome, and it's almost like she oh, had that with him, and deep. it's like he took advantage. Yeah, it's like don't blame you. Like whoa. Yeah, that's like whoa. That's crazy. That's uh, <laughs> I know. I'm still <laughs> trying to process all of that. Like that's wild. And I get like she hadn't seen him in such a very very long time. But like, I do you know what I want to know? And no, no offense to this person who wrote this. I don't know. It is on Reddit. It's anonymous. No offense to them at all. No offense to anyone who's been in this position. But where the line? <laughs> <laughs> like, where does the line get crossed? <laughs> no, but I. You know what? I can. Uh huh. No, no, no. Stop. So what I wanted to say. <laughs> What I wanted to say is I've read about this and it's like people who like in that situation, I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm just saying this is yeah, just yeah. what I've read is, you know, there's obviously a, there's an instant connection there because obviously it's, it's a father and he's probably fulfilled certain things in her life for her, whether it be caring for her, nurturing her, loving her that she obviously never got. And then that's where that, that line is like blurred and she's like, fuck, like I love this man because you you love him. He's your. See, like it depends on that. She didn't share her dad. age but like depends on the age. I feel like men- mental maturity as well. But I feel it like that line the age of the to be crossed though, like. Yeah, but if that person's not. Like clearly, there's issues. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. She did clearly say she's on like, both parts and she too, obviously. Yeah. So, but I just feel sad that she thinks that it was her issue. Like, as oh. in she. Yeah, she that is her had fault done that. that that's happened. Yeah, and I was like, so let me go back to asking you: Do you think daddy issues is a real <laughs> Definitely. thing? Yasmina. A hundred percent. Yeah. See, I told no, you. No, that's so true. It it's plays a huge part. Up. It really oh. is. I know upbringing in general plays a huge part. But one question I always wanted to ask, especially you, I don't know why, especially you. I'm just saying because I'm but fucked up. No. Because no. I've had the most fucked up life experiences. No, my question is like: Do you think growing up rich or poor plays a big impact on you as well? At all? Yeah, Like definitely. on your character? Uh, like on to your now? character? I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I don't Did know. Did you grow up rich or poor? Um, I wouldn't say. Like I don't know if we normal? were poor. I wouldn't say. I'd like say middle we class? normal. I mean, yeah, my parents worked from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. at night. So yeah. I never saw my parents. Like I never did anything with my parents. Um, we never felt like we were poor. I mean, we had everything that we needed. But then again, everything that we had, that's all we knew. So I, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. But I never yeah. had... Like time. you had a roof over your head. I had a roof over my head. I had all of those things, but I never had family holidays, never yeah. had family dinners, um, never went, I've never been anywhere, never been interstate with my family. So yeah. I think that definitely would impact. That's why you're always out of the country now. That's why I'm always out of the country. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always escaping. So next week I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Gone to Bali. I'm gone. This. Yeah, so I think that definitely plays a big part. Plays a big part because I of the too. lifestyle and what the parents can offer you and just what you have. So, I mean, did you guys grow up poor? Yeah, we grew up quite poor. We lived, we we had a, a, like we lived in house and commission in Carlton for such a long time growing up, like as babies, like that's where my photos are at as babies, like that's what I see. But I just remember there was a stage where um, 
my my mum's parents got divorced and she was really upset because you know her brother sadly passed away as well and we she wanted to just go to Morocco and live there for a few years so we grew up there for a little bit and they saved all their money oh, that's and right. brought her home Morocco. I keep forgetting that yeah, did. yeah so we lived for, in Morocco for three years it was me my brother and my sister and my mum and dad and then my dad had built a business there and it was called Sandwich Yasmina so funny but like you know overseas everything you're always 10 times rich overseas like yeah. one dollar here is like 20 dirhams over there. So it's like you're richer. Anyway, they took money from here, lived over there, started a business. And my dad at the time, she wanted to come back because my grandpa was getting remarried like four years later. And my mom wanted to come back. But my dad was like, I need to close up this business. I need to do all this stuff. And he stayed. And then she came down right away. She came down with us on loan. And we had no house back here, no money to our name. Like bringing dirhams back to Australia, the currency is shit. You know, we were were poor. When we came back, we lived in... uh, a women's shelter like my grandpa wanted us to wow. live with him but yeah. as in we lived I just remember having these memories of like being in a women's shelter with my mum and my brother and my sister and like it was really sad and then afterwards my mum found us like a rental and we lived there for like the next 15 years of my life at this rental but at the time like it felt like wow we have a home now like yay it's ours but like when you were still young, like everything's an adventure. My mum never made it a sob story. She made everything fun. She yeah. did our hair. She still dressed us the best that she possibly could. She made the best out of everything. And she genuinely like, oh, today we're going to go here. Mind you, it was like to a real estate agent's office or Centrelink. <laughs> and it was like, we're going to go here. Outing, Can you yeah. count how many spots are on the floor on Centrelink's floor? Like it was to us. We didn't know anything. Are we going to go yeah. get 50 cent soft serve from McDonald's? Oh my God, we get McDonald's today. Like how exciting. And that played an impact, I feel like, growing up in that sense, played an impact on how I am now. Like, as soon as I started working at 14, nine months and getting my own money, all I did was spend it on everything that I never got. And mind you, like, it's not like I was deprived of, like, things like socks and undies and and clothes, but I was deprived of, like, the little things that aren't necessities. And I wanted everything that wasn't necessary. You still do. Yeah, I still (laughs) do. I'm still growing out of it, okay? (laughs) But, like... I, you, it does. It plays a huge impact whether you grow up with money or not. Yeah. Like it, it's huge. You feel like. I think we need to ask someone who's rich. <laughs> we need to ask someone who's. who's but going. I had. I feel like I had a lot of rich friends and like yeah. everything they took for granted. Me like a cup of coffee. I remember when I got married and I brought a cup of coffee and I was walking. And like me and Billy, when we got married, we got married right after high school. Billy and I, and we started renting. We had a small garage wedding. We started renting and Billy grew up in a family that was not, not oh my God, super loaded, but they were well off. Yeah. And his version of life, very different to mine. Like he was like, we need Netflix, we need Stan, we need Disney, we need this, we need... I was like, huh? Who's paying for <laughs> What's all wrong them? with normal TV? Yeah. Like this is $12 a month, this is this, like careful. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah, we could afford that. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he was like, let's get a credit card for this. But I was so grateful for the such... And I don't think he's ungrateful, don't get me wrong. I just think when you're given that your whole life, like you don't value it as much <laughs> as you would if I you just, haven't. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing because I just – you're still in that, like, poor phase. <laughs> when I fucking come to your house and ask for a cup of tea, you fucking feel it halfway. There's like It's like we're on fucking water restrictions. <laughs> and I always say to you, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you, poor? Like, always. There's really? fucking, like, an, an inch of water, a dash of water in my fucking tea bag. The tea – the fucking tea bag isn't even covered That's with fucking water. That's how I drink it. Yeah, no, okay. but even like with the toilet paper, Billy doesn't finish it. So he has to leave like a little amount left. Like I'm not talking about the last strip where it doubles. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a full, like you've got 
you've got it up to wipe your ass three times, but he's got to leave it on there. And I'm like, what yeah, a waste. You are more conscious of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm Even like when you're at mine, waste. you're like, why is the light on? Bitch, because I fucking, I pay for it, all right? Like, shut you up. You are. You grow yeah. up really. And the little things make you grateful. Like I remember like going out for a walk and buying myself a, a takeaway cup of coffee that cost me at the time $3.50. They were a lot more expensive now. But I was like, I'm so grateful for this luxury. Like I'm so lucky to be able to buy a cup of coffee. And I came back and I was like talking to Billy and I was like, man, how blessed are we? Like this is yeah, the, the level things. of yeah. like the difference. And I balanced him out. He balanced me out. It's great. But there are some people who like you go one way or another. Well, it's yeah, because it would be hard for either or. Either or. Yeah, whether you grow up rich grow up, or whether you grow up yeah, poor. Correct. You're still readjusting to and especially your future job, your future income. It depends on what your lifestyle looks like. Now, like if I looked at old me, I'd be like, man, she rich. I'm not rich. Yeah. But to the girl who is living at a women's shelter with her family, man, you're loaded. You have food on table, you have a roof over your head, you have clothes that you got to choose, not yeah. ones that were given to you. Like that's blessing, 100%. So it definitely plays a huge impact. At what age did you get your first job? As soon as I was legally allowed. So I think it was 14, 14 nine, nine months. months. Yeah. What did you do? I did hairdressing. So I was at school and on Thursday nights and Saturdays I'd go straight to work. Straight do you know I feel like this is – um anyone who like don't even answer if you grew up rich or poor at what age did you get your first job because if it's yeah, but that's anything because older, i wanted to get the fuck out of my house but so see again, i was like i'm working i'm getting out of this household because i need to get out but like that's that's that number, was my motivation number one question though if you tell me that yeah. you didn't get a job until you were like 2018 whatever no you grew up wealthy babe babe you're fine you grew up you grew up, you know billy goes to me oh um, he had to. He started working at KFC when he was. Um, we all started in a fast food place. Mine was McDonald's. Fourteen nine months. My mom was like, "Man, 14, 14, eight months." My dad was like, "We'll start searching Stash for jobs." Man. I go, "How? I'm too young." He goes, "You got one more month left. You get accepted by fourteen nine months." <laughs> he took me to the bank, started my bank account. But like, it depends on again your parents and like how you grew up. Like they need like they needed you to be able to start taking care of yourself yeah. at that stage, 100%. But there's different motives. But I remember Billy was like, my parents were like, they don't want me to get that job. Like, they're happy to, whatever I need, they're going to give me. And I was like, what a luxury, man. Like, I needed a new bed. My bread was broken down. Well, I was like, well, start saving your pennies, my friend. Yeah, that's how. That's I remember, I remember get I needed windscreen wipers and my dad went and bought them for me. <laughs> And like you know, I didn't expect him to pay for everything, but it was like I was working. But like you know, like they were, the, and back then, nineteen seventy-two, when I was born, like had a license. It's like they were probably like six bucks. He handed me the receipt and put out his hand, like, "Where's the money?" I was like, "You fucking tired ass." But like, obviously, it was to teach me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like I get it. Like yeah, I we, we, have we grew up that way. Extra too. money, you know? Yeah. yeah, there wasn't spares, and I totally I understand it. I remember <laughs> this scary fuck, but I remember. Obviously, like, as a teenager, you're just, like, rebellious and stuff. And I was very rebellious on dumb things. But I really wanted to buy makeup because my mum banned me for wearing makeup. And mind you, I had the Tudor shop. You know, the BYS? That's what yeah. it was called. Buys. <laughs> it was from Tudor shop. And mind you, the colours are mismatched. The oil and the foundation. That, like, you have to Separated. mix it first. Separate. <laughs> yeah. Separates on your skin too. I don't know why I ever wore it. And I wore, like, glitter on my eyelid. Anyway, <coughs> I stole money. My dad had this tin like the do you know where you the money box the tin anyway and he would put only gold coins in there so he used to tip it upside down when he went to work uh, and i would stick it. a butter knife in there anyway at one stage he started to, to catch on a little he was like oh has anyone touched my tin and how can you prove it like it's a tin yeah. like how are you gonna what do you weigh it do yeah. you carry it every day to see if it's but he obviously saw some indents or something i was very careful yeah. anyway he started weighing it 
So he started weighing how much. I didn't know this. I didn't know that he was weighing it. Anyway, that day I took out like 50 bucks worth of gold coins. I wanted to buy a canteen. I wanted to buy my best friend something from canteen for her birthday. I went to the tour shop, bought makeup. Anyway, when I came home from school and you know wogs, man, they, they don't fuck around. He was like, everyone sit down. He sat me, my brother, my sister down. My brother was always the one that was a scapegoat. He always <laughs> got the good, he got the good life. He knew because my brother's straightforward. He's not a liar. I was a big fat liar. He was like, who's stolen from my money box? And he's like, I've weighed it yesterday. Weighed this amount today. <laughs> I was like, you psycho. Like you're cook. Anyway, I was like, it wasn't me. And you know how like in our religion, we swear on God. And I was like, I swear. I forswore on everything. I swore on my mum, my dad, my, my cousins. Why do you I'm lying through my teeth? But I was like, I swear. I didn't take it. I swear on this. I swear on this. So he believed me. My sister, she was shitting herself. Why? She didn't even know I stole from it, but she knew it was me. But she didn't steal from it. She's like, no, nah, I swear it wasn't me. But she's sweating. Like she's getting anxious. So he thought it was her. Man, lucky she was the youngest. She didn't cop a belting. But he was like, I'm going to find out. He goes, who it is, I'm going to find out. So I knew I had to be careful. As soon as I got into the room, like, my sister, if you say anything, you're a dead woman. I will end your life. When I tell you I never stole a (laughs) cent again after that, I was like, I'm done. But growing up poor makes you do crazy things. When you're not given what you want, especially as rebellious teenagers, you just, you take it. You turn into one another. And I was the person who took it. I was like, "Uh, I I see you have $5. I wonder what we would have been like if we had grown up with really well-off parents or, you know, you know, yeah, like if you could well off. get yeah, and what you, you wanted. I mean, I've had I've had friends who've come from well-off <laughs> families or they've been wealthy and they've been so wholesome and so just brought up so well. Yeah, but you didn't live with them. I did. I lived with one of them for quite oh, some time. Yeah. Like this close. Yeah, like this and I it was amazing. Like they they had a beautiful beautiful upbringing and did you envy that and go I wish I had um, that I did yeah and they weren't spoiled brats like you know you just think oh yeah. you know someone growing up in a you know rich household they're so spoiled you know they got cars they got pl- play money and I'm not talking in their teenage years I'm talking yeah. in their adult life like yeah. money his money go for dinner he's this he's that he's yeah. that um and they were just wholesome beautiful beautiful people they weren't like you spoiled you know rich I think I, I think personally, like God knew I couldn't handle rich parents. Like I would just be brat. <laughs> They'd be poor. So he was like, "Let me give you poor parents because I'm humble. You need to be <laughs> you humble." You can only go up from here. Like can't <laughs> go like, backwards. You if you're rich, be you're gonna be broke. Yeah. And then I married someone who gives me the world. So I'm like, it really did work out. And I feel like it, even the way we we grew up, regardless, poor or rich, it really humbled made me into the like I have the characteristics that I have because of how I grew up, and I'm. I, I don't want to pride myself on anything, but I feel like even you as well, we're very hardworking and we don't expect a dollar to come from anywhere. No. But the blood, sweat and tears that we – I know so many people who did grow up well off and still expect to be handed down money yeah. for everything. Like can't afford your mortgage, mum and dad give me money. Like I don't think I've ever asked my parents or even, you know, Billy's parents, we've yeah. never gone give me money for rent or give me money for – they never. It's just work your ass off, deal with your shit, move on. You're an adult now. Yeah, so right. I feel like it does – it does make you into who you are and changes you. Oh, 100% it would, yeah, because your lifestyle and your life is impacted by it. I think definitely childhoods and upbringing impacts everyone in some way or another and I, and it helps you also understand other people. Even your view of things in your childhood makes you see things differently. So I definitely urge you to get to know more about your childhood and see how it impacts you in everyday life and see where... I agree see where it takes you yeah. i hope this episode has taught you a thing or two or made <laughs> you think at the very minimum <laughs> but yeah see you next time thanks guys hey guys thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family 